Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comic Book Club Live! <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, Justin, Pete, and Alan! Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And you already heard the golden pipes of Alexander Zalman. Yeah, that's right. The, he's decided to take a lesser role in the podcast. He's just going to operate the booth from yeah. here on out. And I'll tell you what, we're going to be better for it. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, What's no. going on oh, here? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not, I'm not staying up there in the booth. That's a place for Boother Vandross. Boother Vandross. It's yeah. Boother Mandros. Yeah. Boother. Boother Mandros? Yeah. yeah, like Luther Vandross, Van. but with Boothman jammed in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I see. I was missing see. the man part of stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's a man. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. He's got a How are you guys doing? Everything. How's everything going? Uh, great. Uh, great. Great. How are you? Great. great I'm a little you. thrown because I was up at the booth. Yeah, it's crazy up there, that. right? Oh, it's no. nuts. There's a whole party going yeah, on up exactly. there. Exactly. Party. There's the, a hot tub? We should say the booth is sort of the champagne room here at Comic Book <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk yeah. about Our it regular much. booth yeah. man, our regular booth man is off. Uh, he must be relaxing from all that partying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. nonstop. And anytime you're on a lot of electrical equipment, you want to have a hot tub available to you. Also, there was, we used to have a booth man who used to live in the booth, so that's why there's a hot yeah. tub and stuff. Oh, exactly. right. Because yeah. you need to have a soak now and again. Our yeah, booth yeah. is a very high-end apartment here in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm very excited about the guest that we have on the yes. show tonight. He's an amazing artist of Jughead, Jughead's Time Police, and many other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek Chow! Yeah! Welcome to Come the on. show, sir! Hello. Great to have you. Thank you for coming Have here. a microphone Hello. and a thank seat. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, why don't you guys hang out here? I'm going to just take a little break in the That's hot tub great. for a second. Yeah, yeah. Go up in the hot tub, man. Uh, thank you for coming out. We accidentally bought um, very uh, high alcohol beer, so oh, sip uh, deeply and talk incoherently as the show goes on. Uh, thank you for coming out. So uh, you're obsessed with Jughead, clearly. Uh, yeah, at this point, yes. Uh, so what what keeps you on Jughead? What about what do you love to draw about him? What about, uh, about is it the hamburgers? It's the, I've drawn so many hamburgers over the last like five years. <laughs> you majored in hamburger yeah, exactly. art. If I'm uh, got them down. Um, I don't know. It's um, 
sort of the whole Archie thing in general is like kind of my ideal comic to work on. So oh, Jughead wow. just kind of keeps coming up uh, ready for me. And well, what is it about the take on the character? I'll just jump right. I'm going to turn it, Mike, over uh, to Alex Albert for the next <laughs> for the next question. Great. Well, what is it is particularly about the character visually that strikes you? What is different about him than say drawing the rest of the Riverdale gang? Um. Well, because in uh, the original talking, comics, talking. oh, sorry, in the original oh, comics, he's the most stylized. He's got that big long nose, and he's got like this really thin body. So it's kind of fun finding a more realistic or like modern way to draw that. So he, he has less of a flute nose. Yes, um, yeah. and the crown. Don't forget the crown. Yeah, I always do the crown, and I always do it old school rather than a beanie. Like a nice, nice, dude. Yeah. Fuck that it's shit. Hard to Keep draw it real. That's the only yeah. reason. So. Is there since you are drawing him? Well, you drew him for one title, and now you're going to be drawing for another title. Is there a difference in how you tackle them? Uh, yeah, actually, um, the original one was for the Chips, Chip Zdarsky, uh Ryan North run, uh, and I followed Erica Henderson on that. Yeah, and uh, so that was before Riverdale was out, and before there were uh, these other takes on the Archie kids. So at this point, it feels kind of cool going back and having all that extra stuff to pull from. So let me ask you, what is Jughead's crown made out of? Just as sub. Um, I feel like it's like felt or something. Okay. I always thought it was. I'm just realizing now. I always thought it was paper, but that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you need a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, and the wind would blow it right away. Right. But felt is also weird. How does it maintain its shape? I thought it was gold. <laughs> gold? Yeah, gold. Yeah, he was Wait, the like, king of Riverdale. Yep. The <laughs> gray gold. Gray. Yes. Oh, uh, Pete uh, doesn't see gold. Oh, right. Yeah. Wait, did you not know his... Uh, Pete is partially colorblind. Uh, but did you not know that his crown was gray? Uh, I assume when you say crown, you mean, you know... Uh, I, I'm not, I don't usually I don't read Archie comics, so... Uh, oh, yeah. you never look at the crown. Yeah, I don't see crowns. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I only see people, so... It explains the time you slapped the Queen of England. <laughs> <laughs> Huge mistake. You she lost de- your knighthood, right? Yeah, she deserved it. Wow. I do want to get back to you saying uh, with Riverdale and with all the takes on the character, so what has that changed for you then? How does that change your approach to a character like Jughead? Um, well, with this series, I'm just kind of redo... Because we used all the Archie characters in the last one. So with this one, it's more of a sci-fi series. So I'm just kind of like rethinking each character as they come up and doing oh, something nice. completely different. So, I mean, that's been the most fun thing about working on this again after... It's been like three years between, so... What, uh, when you are tackling something, I know it's not coming out into July, but when you're doing something like Jughead's Time Police, what is the back and forth like at a publisher like Archie? Are you able to say, hey, I want to draw X futuristic cityscape, this is the thing I want to do, or is it more regimented because it is Archie Comics? No, they're very open to pretty much anything. So uh, Cena Grace is writing this series, and he kind of had the whole thing outlined, so like we know where we're going with it. And they kind of just, ele- like, I turned in character designs. This happens every time. I turn in character designs thinking we're going to have back and forth, and they go, okay, we're done. And <laughs> it's like, and I've heard from other artists, that's just how they do yeah, it. These like, are my first drafts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they go out there, and I'm like, okay, fine, that's what we're doing. Yeah, so, first no, time you drew Drughead, no crown, because you had never really thought about it before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so g- tell us the pitch of Time Police. I feel like um, maybe we don't, and not everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's sort of like, like Back to the Future with Jughead. So there was a, a, a series in the 80s, I think, that was called Jughead's Time Police, and it was like kind of a goofy take on time traveling. And he teams up with Archie's like descendant from the future, who's a girl named January. Oh, and they have cool. like some romantic tension, which is weird. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, so this is kind of an update on that and kind of like a rethink on that, kind of like how Archie's been doing with some of their other books. So. This is you, a darker take, it's like Looper. Not darker, <laughs> but like, but more modern, I think. Yeah, yeah. cool. You, uh, since you have been uh, assigned or worked with Jughead twice, is there anybody else in the Archie comic stable that you find yourself particularly drawn to visually? Uh, another character? Yeah. Uh, Reggie. He's my no, favorite why character. Why Reggie? Oh, Reggie. wow, Reggie. Nice. Why do you like Reggie? Uh, hey, he's don't jerk. get on him. He's our guest. Jesus. No, he's, 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 no, you can. It's yeah, a fine question. Reggie yeah. is a notable jerk. That, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. literally his whole thing. Maybe his take is he's not a jerk. No, well, he's a jerk. That's what I like see. about him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, nice. Well, how does that come out visually then? How do, and why do you find yourself drawn to that? Um, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. My first issue I ever worked on way back like 2015 or 16. Uh, Chip Zdarsky had written that one and it was about they stumble onto uh, Reggie's family reunion and they're all just like the worst people imaginable <laughs> mm. and uh, so I started drawing numbers on all their chests so they could be like the Beagle Boys or something yeah. <laughs> and Reggie always has a one so like that's been the one thing that's carried through on everything that we've done so that's he still has it but now he looks different uh, now you I don't know if this was a specific choice or something that happened but uh, you jumped into Jughead after Erica Henderson as you mentioned and then you did the same thing with Squirrel Girl right. what makes it, was that purposeful? Did you get asked to do that? Or is there just something very complimentary in your styles? I, I think it's kind of all of that. Uh, we do have, like, we're in the same, like, family of styles, I think. Like, obviously, there's differences. But, um, and, like, me and Ryan really enjoyed working together when we were, work, Ryan North, when we were working on uh, the original Jughead. He's and great. Yeah, he's great. And we've His Adventure contacts. Time run was so good. Yeah. And he's, he's, like, always has, like, novels and books coming out. Like, he's the most busy person. Well. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure who got me in there, but they asked me to take over. It was originally just for fill-in, and then it became a 15-issue fill-in. Oh, yeah. That's basically Ooh. permanent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, we won't call it that yet. <laughs> who's your favorite to draw on Squirrel Girl? Um, my favorite thing about that book is it has guest stars from all over the Marvel Universe. So Spider-Man was my favorite to do. Nice. We did a whole issue with him. Craven the Hunter was in my first arc. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still haven't gotten to draw the X-Men, but... Who knows what the X-Men are right now. So. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, something that I love about Squirrel Girl in particular, just to turn and keep talking about that, is, and we've talked about this a bunch on the show, but it feels like the best bang for the buck on the stands that most comics, for better or for worse, take five to ten minutes to read. You know, you just kind of plow through them. But Squirrel Girl, it has the notes on the bottom. There's so many gags and different things going on in every panel. Do you find when you're tackling a book like that, does it take you more time to draw just because there is so much going on in every single page? Um, yeah, for sure. And also, when I took over Squirrel Girl, Will Moss, who's the editor on that book, was... Um he was like, reminded me, he's like, remember how dense Orion North script is? Like, you're going to have 12 panel pages with seven <laughs> characters and they're all talking. And like, that was like a good way to like remind myself. Cause yeah, it's, it's a really dense book. And, but as it's gone on, I've gotten more comfortable with that and drawing these tiny little panels with tiny little characters in it. And I kind of enjoy it. So it goes much faster now. When it's uh, like drawing comedy is sort of hard. I feel like it's, it's much more specific. Can you talk about that or how you got into that or got better at that as the years went on? Yeah. Um, I mean, it feels like... Hmm, that's hard to say because I feel like you have to like, make sure that the um, art matches. I feel like serious art style would not work with... like. Um, so like as Jughead was going on, I got cartoonier with it because I felt like it was easier to get jokes across. I feel like you have these stylized faces... Um, but yeah, and I think it's pacing is also part of it. Just like yeah. knowing like when a joke will land and making sure sometimes you break up a panel, but yeah. 
Is there, on a book like Jughead or Jughead's Time Police, do you find you're doing that a lot, or are you strictly going by the script, or are you able to go back and forth and suggest, okay, this is how it's written on the page, but we do need to split up this joke, we need to change this so that the setup is in this panel and the punchline is in this next panel? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean... Usually they, the writers have it figured out, but sometimes something as you're drawing it like changes. And so yeah. they're always, both Cena and Ryan are like always down for finding the best way to do it. Nice. Uh, I have a weird question. Uh, when I'm writing comedy, I always, my uh, writing partner, John Gabris, uh, he, we'd always be working together and he would see me writing and he'd like, he'd look over and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Cause I'd be sitting there going like, like making all these gestures, you're like, "What?" That are was you? good for the audio audio podcast. Yeah. Well, sometimes we have to touch. Yeah, the, for that's how we draw your microphone yeah, right. down. That's how we draw people into the live shows. We're like, "Oh, what am I missing?" Yeah, it was. I just want to mention there were some cool flips that just. Thank you. Exactly. I am a classically trained acrobat. So my question to you is: um, When you're drawing, do you find yourself when you're like pacing on a joke or something like that? Do, are, are you doing something physical? Are you physicalizing it all, or are you just like you're like I got it right here? Um, not physical, but it takes a lot of concentration. That's the hardest part is when I'm doing the script to the art and like, I can't have any music on. I can't have anything on. Like it's the most, so like, you just like get in the moment and then you know what to do. I feel like absolute silence. Yeah. Just for the penciling and then everything else is like party. party. So to get back to Justin's question, you don't have to mime or do any weird gestures to draw. Why are you coming for me right now? Well, I'm just, I'm just helping you out. You Do you not do that? Because I do that too. Really? Uh oh. Yeah. Also, when I'm writing dialogue, I definitely I find myself acting it out. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can just uh, imagine what's happening and then write that. Oh. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well. Well. We should mention uh, Pete actually got a job writing the new Star Wars, and we're still struggling. So <laughs> hey, I guess we then? should go with your uh, writing and directing. Like, <sighs> we should go in, with your thing, I guess. He's Pete. an imagineer. Uh, speaking of which, you are also working on the Star Wars title, Star Wars Adventures, right? Right. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, what w- I have to imagine the process there is different. We've had a bunch of Marvel writers, in particular, who work on Star Wars books, talking about how. It's been surprisingly free working with Star Wars, but at the same time, there are specific edicts that come down. Are there the same things for the Star Wars adventure books from the artistic perspective? Um, They're very, like, art-focused more so than any other licensors I've worked with, so... Oh, really? Yeah, they're like... I went out out to Lucasfilm, and I got, like, a tour of ILM and all this stuff um, from the creative director. Uh, Michael Siglin, and he was, we like sat down and talked about it, and he said, like, use crazy colors, like, or like, you have to make space pitch black, and like, you don't have to do actor likenesses, like, do something that like says the character without like drawing Harrison Ford or something. Cool. Um, so yeah, I think we have it a lot easier because we're also like a kid's um, leaning book, so we don't have to do that kind of stuff. They want to like appeal to children, so I think we're lucky in that regard because I've heard the Marvel stuff is a little. Yes, yeah, uh, well, and it's also it's a different publisher, right? It's IDW versus right. Marvel. Now, so. when you two are ILM, do they tell you how the force really works? I can't tell you. Cool. Oh, Good answer. Man. That's the right answer. That's the right answer. What was your favorite part of the tour? Um, there's so much. There's so much crazy stuff there. The best, the thing that I liked the most, which is sounds crazy, but some guy's office we like looked into, and he had above his desk like the entire saucer section of the Enterprise A. Because they did the special effects for one of the Star Wars or well, Star Trek movies. Well, that's a real crossover. That that's what I said. Yeah. That a fucking and I was ripple. Like, I saw all like the Star Wars stuff, and I was expecting to see that. But th- for some reason, that just hanging over our guy's desk and being like, 
as big as the wall was like the craziest thing I saw. Just so casual. And after a while you were there, they dragged that fucker out in the streets and shot him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that in Star Wars headquarters. Yeah. Dude dressed as Sauron from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Turn him into a ball. Um, when you are tackling the characters in the Star Wars universe, even if you do have that freedom, are there any that present a particular challenge? Um, I guess when we do stuff with the newer movie characters, just because we don't know them as well, like I could, you could see a Han Solo, you could figure out how to draw Han Solo because you know him from since you were a kid. Yeah. So like the newer ones were a little harder to figure out. Um, and also it's fun because I get to draw like aliens and monsters and robots and stuff, which like Jughead's all people and like Squirrel Girl's all like reality based sort of. So that was mm. the coolest. I mean, but at the same time, you get to work in three crazy universes. You get to work in the Archie Comics universe, the Marvel universe, and the Star Wars universe. That's got to be kind of cool. Yeah, it's great. It keeps it like interesting because I could always like from like one day to the next, I'm working on something different and they all have different like vibes and I'm working with different people. Although Matt Herms, who is coloring a lot of my Star Wars stuff, is also coloring Jughead's Time Police. So, mm-hmm. yeah. that, like, cross do you are you jumping between them? Are you do, how do you space it out? Are you doing like one day on Star Wars, one day on Squirrel Girl, one day on Archie, or is it not as regimented as that? Um, not not as regimented as that. It depends on the deadlines and what they are. Usually, Squirrel Girl just takes all my time, and then I like squeeze in everything else. Archie has really long deadlines, which is great. So. Oh, that's nice. Oh, nice. nice. How long are the deadlines? How long? Uh, we're done with issue one. It doesn't come out until July. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Fun yeah. summer. It's like you're going to high school. I know, exactly. <laughs> you get the break. <laughs> Let's take a huge step back. We should have probably done this at the beginning, but... What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of wandered on stage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? What? How did you're you find? Uh, how did you find your way? It's <laughs> crazy. Sorry, I drank yeah. most of my beer already. Yeah, this is actually an alcohol anonymous meeting, so yeah. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> fucked up. Job. I fucked up. Very bad job. Uh, how did you? How did you start in the business? What was the thing that first got you into art? Um, well, I went to art school and all this, and I was a graphic designer for a while. Um, the first comic I worked on was Powerpuff Girls for IDW. Yeah, yeah. cool. And I, I wrote Andrew that for a little while and then they did like a crossover book that was all the Cartoon Network characters and it was written by Louise Simonson wow. with like Walter Simonson giving me uh, art notes <laughs> yeah so oh, like, that's sure. awesome it was amazing and it was my first time working with a writer so I was like this is a dream come true wow, wow that's really cool and then yeah and then so from there I started working on Star Trek books which was like a big jump and then Archie. It just happened really quickly. Cool. Do you have, I mean, these seem like three dream properties, but do you have a dream property that you would want to work on something else? Yeah, I've been asked that by publishers, and I was like, I honestly can't think of anything else. Like, what else is there that I, that, not to sound like Reggie or something, that I haven't worked on already. You love Reggie. You're being a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Jughead trades are out now The Star Wars Adventures are out now uh, Squirrel Girl is out now And Jughead's Time Police comes out in July Right? Right All right, that's a lot of stuff Yeah, I know Uh, Where can people check out you specifically? Um, I'm I'm on the Instagram Under at Derek Charm Nice And Twitter Very Uh, cool name Derek underscore Charm And that's Mm. it pretty much. All right. Very cool. We're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into the stack. And in the stack, we like to talk about some other comic books that have come out this week. Let's kick it off with this one. X-23 number 11 from Marvel Comics. Pass it over to you. Yes. Uh, What'd you guys think about this one? Uh, I love this book. Um, 
it's one of the rare comics, especially in the X Men universe right now, where it just you really get to be with the characters a yep. lot. It's X twenty three. It's uh, very relationship driven, which you love. Relationship driven, yeah, but yeah. the relationship. All the covers for this book lately have been sort of uh, takes on romance uh, comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the real re- central relationship of this book is between X twenty three and her uh, clone sister roommate uh, Gabby. Gabby, yeah. Uh, and it's it, it's just great. It's one of the most uniquely written comics on the stands. I feel like uh, they do go and like uh, cut up a bunch of people and clones and stuff like that. But the central relationship is them trying to uh, grow both grow up at the same time, even though uh, like there there's no real parent. And it's it's just a it's a great relationship book that uh, is not at all a relationship you'd expect. Yeah, and what's great is uh, the back and forth that they have, you know, uh, the takes uh, that they kind of present to each other. And it's fun to see them kind of go through this. It's not just like, oh, man, eventually they got to work this out. It's it's kind of both characters are so good and so well done uh, that you kind of enjoy the issues where they're just kind of hashing stuff out. So you love this. Yeah, which is weird for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why is it weird? Because uh, usually I just like violence. Uh, but, uh, and if you told me, like, hey, Wolverine's going away and X-23 is going to take over, I'd be like, fuck, that sucks. But this has been such an amazing uh, kind of character study and kind of breaking down and having this kind of like fun with claws, but also really focusing on, you know, the relationship and growth and that kind of stuff. You may be a hard ass, but you really have a heart of gold or gray, whatever. Yeah, you yeah, think. yeah. Gray or gold, same color. Uh, Derek, I'm curious yeah, to ask exactly. you. Exactly. Great felt heart. We touched on this a little bit earlier. Certainly your style uh, is very conducive to comedy, is conducive to all ages stuff. But something like an X-23, would you want to experiment to that? Would you want to move more into slightly more serious books? Um, yeah, I'd love to try that out. Like We've had like moments where we get a little serious in... Our comics, and it's fun to change up the style and get a little more like detailed and do. It'd be really cool to do something non-comedy that's like superhero. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool. This book is great. Let's move on to another one, which I know is very much in Pete's wheelhouse: Murder Falcon number seven. Murder Falcon number seven. Let me take the Image lead on comics. this one. I'll just want to say, oh, you're wearing a Murder Falcon T-shirt. You're damn right, I am. Oh, maybe oh, you man. should talk about this. Yeah, I'm just going to do a couple backflips. Uh, cool, the, cool, the yeah, yeah. Okay? Uh, what's <laughs> very distracting when I'm trying to talk. So sorry, I'm, I'm so far away from you right now. One yeah. more backflip, and then you can take it. Uh, so, that was really cool, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Yeah, it was just, so it was what's cool great about Murder Falcon is not only is it violent and creative and really well drawn, but also the heart and the story in this is just phenomenal, and it keeps getting better with every issue. Uh, so t- what is the you want to lay out what the comic is because I feel like uh, <laughs> no it, I don't no I know you don't but I want you to because <laughs> no. um, it's sort of like a music meets murder yeah Falcon yeah <laughs> well so basically the premise is uh, that evil and monsters have taken over the world and only hardcore metal music can save the day but yeah. you have to be the chosen one who has the perfect instrument that also kind of uh, activates an avatar that can fight all these evil giant monsters. And for this, uh, we kind of uh, get an orchestra that they kind of combined with and uh, fight this uh, giant monster, and the orchestra creates this kind of giant samurai, 
and our main character kind of reveals because uh, he was hurt in the last battle mm. uh, and the evil monster is kind of fighting him in his own mind. Like, why won't you quit? Why won't you quit? You're so scared. You're so afraid. And in like real life, he takes off his wig because he's been battling cancer. Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid no more. And it's just like this huge like amp up moment. And then Murder Falcon catches his giant sword and like decapitates the monster it's just the best comic ever written i love i love having you describe this because it's like having someone describe a great concert they saw last night it's like no you wouldn't believe it the lasers were fucking everywhere and then the dudes just came down from the ceiling but then they were coming out of the floor and shit was crazy and that's why every time i mean there's only one more issue really hard oh I don't but know what I'm going to do. Ever, get prepared, because next time, next time this book comes around, you're going to have to do a full presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a teacher assigning a homework project. You're going to have to do a lot of your homework. I'll be doing backflips all day. <laughs> Pete, when this comic is over, are you going to stop wearing shirts? Yeah, I'm gonna like have entirely. To. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to give up shirts. Most okay. of your clothes are Murder Falcon merch. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. These are Murder Falcon glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all Murder Falcon. Uh, this was gifted uh, to me by a lovely audience member. That is very. Who awesome. is currently wearing a Pip Don't Slip T-shirt? No, that's yeah. weird. So many, so many in jokes. <laughs> yeah, uh, from our Patreon Slack. Uh, yeah, this is uh, written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson. This book is absolutely gorgeous. Every it's, single yeah, issue. Art, truly, the art is also very fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, it is gorgeous to look at. The monster designs are amazing. And as Pete touched on, it's very emotionally charged at the same time. Uh, Derek, to turn to you, this is something that I ask guests a lot, and I'm always curious about because we get different answers. I don't know if what you ever What is met... your name? <laughs> 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 we, we ask this question. <laughs> Every time, Honestly. a different answer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, Drawing music. I don't know if that's ever anything that you've tackled before, but I always think it's kind of fascinating to try to draw something audio, right? How, have you tried to tackle that before? How do you tackle that, if so? Um, yeah. They, there's the Archies, the band that's in the... Mm-hmm. They're all in. Um, and Josie and the Pussycats. I've done stuff with them, too. Nice. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do, and it's hard to, like, get that energy. Um, I mean, Daniel Warren Johnson is one of the best artists that I know, so... Yeah, like, it's, that's nice. It, I it, can't hit great. that level of like energy, and also just like pure like knowing how to draw everything and like knowing how to do it. So, oh, that's yeah, very he's nice. Very special oh. at it. So that is very nice. Uh, cool. Definitely pick up that book. Last one we're going to talk about from Marvel Comics: Amazing Spider-Man number nineteen. This is continuing the Hunted storyline, where Craven the Hunter has taken over Central Park, taken all of Spider-Man's animal-themed villains and thrown them in there with a bunch of hunters using remote-controlled robots. I guess would be fair to call them. Yeah, sure. Uh, to hunt everybody down, including Spider-Man. It's been a bloodbath so far. What'd you guys think about this issue? Well, this is cool. I mean, we got people kind of teaming up and wouldn't normally team up uh, because they're trapped in Central Park and hiding out to kind of come up with a plan. So just a regular day in Central Park. Oh, that that's Shots right. fired. That's Shots right. fired. It's confusing to get around in there. Yeah. Oh, confusing? Yeah, I got lost in Central Park once for like an hour. Wow. <laughs> that must have been horrifying. Were you, you just walking know, around in, in a circle? Any, you can walk in any direction yeah. and find city. It was when I was If you just young. look up, there you go towards the buildings. At the time, I could not figure that out. How old wow. are you? Uh, <laughs> you said, you, keep in mind, you said very young one minute ago. You said I was very young. Very young. Let's so, just leave it at that. No, let's hear the number. No, I just give should. us the number. I don't know. Maybe 25. 25. <laughs> Lost in Central Park at 25. Got yeah. it. 
What a night! What a living nightmare! Yeah, it was very scary. This must be hard to read for you. Yeah, it was. It was tough. I felt like I was being hunted at the time. Oh True. man! Uh, were you sad to see the Gibbon die? Sure. Sure. Wow. <laughs> do you, you, read, do, you care, do you care about the Gibbon? Well, no, I just... Uh, there was the, the previous issue. Uh, what was that? 18 HU or whatever it was. I'm glad we're back to numbers. All Jesus right, enough, Christ. Buddy. Uh, that focused on the Gibbon and showed how he died. That was a really sad issue. Uh, this one picks up on that and follows it along. So. Yeah, I, that's why I'm saying that because I feel like uh, this story is doing a good job of just uh, taking these smaller characters and making them relevant and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're really talking about the Gibbon right now, you know? Why Wait, not? why didn't you give the Gibbon any credit? Well, because he's not a murder Gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own struggles. He probably was in a band. Probably. Um, name, name one thing about the Gibbon that's great. He's uh, got a funny suit. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's his body. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I don't know a lot about him. <laughs> <laughs> great. Definitely check out this book. And that's it for the stack. Yeah. woo All right, guys. We're going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah, yeah. And for that, you can ask a question. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just up. Enter the oh, stage. Wow. No intro or anything. Okay. Here we Look, go. I'm going to have to get... Jeez, uh, I'm about to, have to get physical. Let me just explain what happens here, because people don't understand how audience questions work. Yeah. Uh, you ask a question, and we answer it. Okay, what's your... Oh, they do that. They yeah, do they, that. They yeah, figured yeah, it out? Yeah, I, I think, think they got it. They are storming the stage, so watch out. Okay, here we go. Uh, coming up, sir. Uh, don't ask about my LinkedIn, but other Otherwise, what's your name? What's your question? Okay, my name's Brandon Medina. And listening to your interview, uh, I reviewed some <laughs> images. That's what I was doing. Pete was eyeing me. No need to get all Punisher Murder Falcon on me for it. I was, wow. It You're was, lucky. Was, You're it, lucky it, for explaining yourself. It, it was relevant. So I was looking up images of Jughead because I was wondering, if you drew a Family Guy comic, would you use the same shapes for Quagmire as Jughead or Ooh. a lot of the same ones? Wow. And also, uh, <laughs> so you love Reggie. What about Guy Gardner? Uh, he's one of my favorites, but kind of a jerk. So, yeah, I'm famous a fan jerk. Of jerks. Yeah, famous jerk. Yeah. Uh, Derek, those were for you. Uh, I yeah. Think. Uh, yes, Quagmire. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, they have the same face. So yes, that's fucked up. And uh, they do. And uh, Guy Gardner. Yeah, I like him. I like all the Green Lanterns. You like all of all them? Well, when superheroes, because of superheroes, I like them like nice. I like them nice. Superheroes. Wait, like what about nice the one that's yeah. just like a fucked up cat that barfs? Especially that one. Yeah, wow. well, that's a red lantern. That's a red lantern. Like, thank you, Derek. Yeah. All right, exactly but how about how about the one that's just a beach ball? Especially that one. The, you just said especially the cat. I don't well, know about we your especially. Mixed up. Them. Well, especially all of them. Oh wow! Are you talking when about it, Mogo the planet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because there's another yeah. beach ball that has yeah. arms. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, Mogo the planet is a planet. Yeah. but That's planet, why it's round, because most planets are spheroids. It, so are most beach balls. <laughs> Bab. Bab. Gotcha. When, Burnt. when you have to draw a character, like let's say you do have to draw a sphere character, is that a relief when it's a super <laughs> simple character that you're drawing? Oh, yeah, totally. It's amazing. Uh, I like understood why Spider-Man got that black suit after drawing an issue with Spider-Man. So. Uh, yeah, all the little webbing. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a toy to keep track of like where... Because like where his body moves, like where it would go. So he had a toy. I have a toy. That's great. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> and that doesn't distract you while you're working in total silence, as we learned. Uh, no, it stares at me all day. It stares at you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, cool. Let's go over to you, sir. What is your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin. And actually, speaking of total silence, I just read the Squirrel Girl issue. 
done in total silence. Oh, awesome. And, you know, it's a very dense, very funny issue. You know, really, really enjoyed it. Um, what are some other challenges, you know, as an artist you would just like to tackle that you haven't done yet? Rather than characters, you know, like a, oh, a challenge, like yeah. a task. Yeah, like an like. Would you like? Would you want to be hunted in Central Park at some point? Ooh, <laughs> or question. even just lost there when you're like pretty too old for to be considered lost. <laughs> like you're an adult technically, right? Um, well, like we were talking about earlier, like um, something that's a more serious comic would be an interesting challenge, or something that's more not reality based, but just something that has like let's not like a joke comic would be interesting. Um, not, not that I have any problem with those because they are fun to work on. Um, is there, on that bent, is there something that you could never in a million years you, you would just say, no, I can't do this? This is not the sort of comic that I can draw. Wow. Um, yeah, probably, probably. Um, like a lot of like big superhero, like Ivan Rice kind of stuff. Like I can't even imagine how you start doing that. Wow. So it would take me more than a month. Sure. And is there like some things that like really drive you insane? Like, oh, I can't draw dinosaurs or like buildings fuck with me or something like that. Buildings fuck with me. Um, yeah, buildings aren't fun. Uh, too many windows. Too many windows. This new scoreboard we're working on is all in like Canadian like Arctic wasteland, and so it's amazing. That's nice. Um, that was your your pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how about the snow? So it's character standing still in the Arctic wasteland, all white in the background. Um, what? Oh, cars. I don't like cars. Oh, cars. interesting. What oh. is it about cars? They're, they're like, one, they have to all be in perspective. They're all like different shapes. And oh, you can't like yeah. kind of fall. They, no one has the same car on the street. Oh, wow. Oh, that yeah. is fucked so, up. I know it is. Interesting. Cool. All right. Uh, you, sir, right there. Come on up. I got a nice short mic cord, so come on down to me. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, you talked about your drawing style being more comedy based. Uh, when you were going on to doing the, the Vader's castle tale, um, how did you sort of like deal with like such like a dark, ominous, bad guy, villain, and trying to translate that into something more YA kids? Mm. Um, yeah, that series is really fun to work on because that was like, like we were talking about, that's a little more of a serious comic. It's not as jokey as some of the other stuff we do. Um, and I was kind of getting bored with like this art style we were using. So like I like cut back my palette to like six colors. So it's all like, and they use them throughout the whole, cause I only do the framing sequence of this, but I use them throughout the whole series. And uh, yeah, so the Darth Vader, we just made him like a black silhouette against almost everything he was standing against and lots of blue and red. Cool. All right. Uh, I think there's one more question. Uh, you, sir, come on down. What's your name? What's your question? Hi, I'm Jarrell. You hey, what's up? this all the time. Hey, yeah. so you're going to love this question, Pete. Cool. Oh, um, man. So, yeah. No, he's not going to love this. Okay, um, on the question of time police, if you can go back and change any comic book event, any retcon, oh, yeah. any, anything, what would you change? And this is the part that Pete's going to love. Two things are excluded for you. Mother. No, you can say it. It's fine. Those two things are one more day. And Frankencastle. Nice, good. Way to get him out of his comfort zone because he's been leaning on that shit for years. Yeah. That's a, it's your crutch. So, sorry, was it? Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have any fucking crutches, bro? No. You got crutches all day. Not until you break my legs. Uh, (laughs) Was this change anything in comic books or change anything in history? Comic books. Comic books. (laughs) (laughs) He's going back up. He's going back up. 
Uh, we can do either or for simplicity's sake. Let's oh. just say comic books. Let's see, keep yeah, it that's comic books. books. That, that makes yeah, a lot rather more than sense. all of history. Oh yeah, you want to get into some deep uh, political, uh, socio political history? One hundred percent. Let's um, do it. Two thousand sixteen <laughs> election, man. Uh, good, very good, very good. Um, wait, wait. Before we enter, I want. Were, were you the guy uh, talking shit on Twitter about the audience? Yeah, that was you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, wait why? What? What? what he uh, he said on Twitter like, "Oh man, get ready on Tuesday. I'm going to ask a super." A hard question. A super hard question. Oh, man. Nice. That wasn't even oh, a well, question. We're going to save that one because I'd really like uh, to hear the challenging question. Yes. PG, what do you think? Uh, something you want to retcon outside of your oh, yeah. comfort zone. Well, I would appreciate if you guys could go first because it takes me a little bit to get outside of my comfort zone. That's so true. Okay. Buy me some time. <laughs> buy me some goddamn time, you asshole. Uh, take a, a journey. Uh, I think, I mean, if we're talking comic book stuff that I would retcon... Probably like the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch no longer being mutants thing. It ended up being way too convoluted the way that they figured it out just so it could align with the movies and everything could work out and they could figure out all the right stuff. I get why they did it and why they had to do it, but it was so much cleaner and more simple when they were just Magneto's children. That's it. Done. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good one as well. Um, Oh, Good. Yeah, yeah, we can all just <laughs> yeah, say that. If, if you could think of a good one instead of a bad one, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Yes, Pete. Uh, I would uh, retcon uh, Captain America being a fucking Hydra bullshit, uh, as well as Civil War Two because that was just lazy. Just oh, Civil War Two, but like what I would because that's what I'm thinking about with the question. A retcon is you want to take back something that became a thing. I feel like so many events, like even like Civil War Two, like what were the ramifications of that okay. that really sit with us? Because that's what uh, it was something you want to take away, something that really now has mattered a lot. That's why like One More Day is such a, a thing because we that marriage was ended and that has continued to right. be over for from so long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so cool, dude. Way to not come up with one, but just shit on the two. I'm not shitting said. on. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. I'm not shitting on it. I'm saying I think it, I think there are fewer things in comics in the last decade that that can that maintain that become part of the continuity enough that it would be like, oh, I wish we could take that away because that was such a big change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Derek, do you have one? Uh, yeah, but I don't want to get in trouble because yeah, I no would problem. like to work for DC Comics one day. But uh, the new Fifty Two. Oh, nice. That's cool. Ooh, some applause. Uh, some applause. Some applause. That's nice. <laughs> well, one recent one for me was uh, when Bendis took over Superman, he got rid of the super family that was uh, in place there, and I really liked those stories. I thought they were very cool, and that's been a little bit uh, messed up. I think they uh, age up um, Yeah, that Superman's was a real bummer. Son, he did that, was... that with Miles Morales as well, and there's something yeah. just... They they actually I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but visually they brought Miles back a little bit for the Solid and Ahmed run where he's a little tinier now. Yeah. And I think that works better for the character. It makes him more the villains tower over him more. He makes him feel smaller and makes him feel younger. Uh, and Bendis did the same thing where he's like, great time jump. He's now five years older, super muscly. Uh, now he can date. Isn't that great? And sure, you can get a little bit of drama and romance off of that. But it's just more fun visually when he's that smaller, yeah. younger character. And he did the same thing with John Kent 
over in uh, Superman, and it's a bummer. It is a bummer, yeah. I feel like a lot of comics are now, like I was thinking of the when Bendis brought the original X-Men into the present day, but that's sort of auto-retcon. Like, so many things now just retcon themselves to get back to the status quo, so... Uh, I would think one thing that's bothered me and I wish didn't happen was in Walking Dead, how Glenn died was just, like, such a fucked up, you know, like, that whole, like... Oh, just I, that comic really fucked me up for a while. Megan killing Glenn. Yeah, yeah. That you retcon that? Yeah, I would. I yeah, would. It was, it was very sad and very violent. But yeah. I think also, it was, like just the how powerless they were to all of that was just. So, I think that was the point, though. Yeah, I know. I just it was just so rough, man. I would have liked a different choice because uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was a little too much. You know, I. It's rough to read the Glenn thing in The Walking Dead, but if we are talking Walking Dead, I feel like the one thing... I don't even know if I'd necessarily retcon it, to your point, Justin, but when Carl gets shot through the eye, for Mm -hmm. me, that was the point where the book got knocked out a little notch. And Mm -hmm. I remember we talked about it on the show, but it felt like, okay, he got shot through the head, there's a hole in his head. If he's dead, that sucks because they killed off Carl, and I'm mad at the book. If he's living, that makes no sense because he has a hole through his head. Is it through his head? The shot yeah, was like show. straight But like right head. now, in current continuity, is there a, could he take a, a stick and go, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> No. <laughs> so what happened? <laughs> was it <laughs> sound effects for the whoop, 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 whoop? You know, like really Larry Curly and Moe like style there. That was really. Well, just... I got a bunch of shit for being physical, so I was like, bring a little. Audio, a little foley work here. Yes, a real yeah, foley was, artist. What was boop, it boop, boop. issue one thirty two where he puts a slide whistle in there? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So uh, but what's in bro. in place there? If it's uh, nothing, it's just like it's an indentation. Eventually, like it healed. There was a whole in. thing where Lydia licked his eye socket, and it was kind of gross. Yeah, oh. I'm sorry, I didn't write it. We can wreck on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, but that sort of thing where it felt like that to me was a breaking point with the book, where I felt like, all right, uh, there's plot armor for people. Not this doesn't matter quite as much as I felt it did versus uh, the Glenn thing, where it still felt like, oh God, anybody could die at any point. This hurts a lot. So I don't know. That's my take on that particular moment. You know, I would appreciate if you guys could just make a point without shitting on the things. <laughs> we're not shitting. We're not. We're having a Jesus conversation. We're having a, we're having a <laughs> conversation about it. Yeah. Well, just you know, make your own points without shitting on mine. That would be great. I guess this was a hard question. <laughs> I guess you were right. All right. Uh, and that's it for your audience question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We're going to turn to our next Oh, section. wait, wait. I, uh, I had an audience question. Yes, you're, you're not in the audience. <laughs> what is your audience question? Uh, I would like to try to crack the cipher quiz. Oh, wow. Uh, so for those of you who are new to the show, uh, Pete established a Punisher quiz last year that had lasted for, secretly for the past five years. Uh, that was finally cracked. That was finished earlier this year. Uh, now we have a secret cipher quiz. Pete's really gung-ho about it and wants uh, somebody to do it. I uh, want to figure it out, man, because no one's been able to crack it. Have you... Uh, a, Every contest, uh, you can't enter it if you're an employee, and you're an employee oh, of the show. Fuck, em- employees a strong <laughs> term from what we do here. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, also, wouldn't we be employees? But there is a secret passcode, a uh, secret passphrase that you have to say, and uh, that's not it regardless. Uh, you think he, regardless of what I'm going to say, it's not oh, it? Oh, you were going to say something. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were tra- because your passcode was. I would like to take the secret Punisher <laughs> quiz. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and you just said I'd like to take the secret cipher quiz. So I assumed yeah. you assumed that was the secret passphrase. No, no, that would be crazy. No, you have a secret passphrase. Yep. that you'd like to try. Yep. Sure, go for it. Cipher is the best X Men. What? <laughs> I mean, that's the secret passcode. Is it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Fucking welcome. I knew it. I knew it. We were talking about it at the bar. We were talking about it at the bar, and that had to be it. I can't believe he picks your pocket like that. You just got played by Peter Page. I did. How did you figure that out, Pete? Because I know you. in your head. I fucking know you. I'm really sweating right now. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry you're here for this, Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a lot. Uh, Does Pete take the quiz now? (laughs) Yes, definitely. He cracked Can I tag in an audience member? Uh, No. Whatever you want to do. I got to get the quiz because it's on my phone. So hold on on one second. Oh, interesting. Honestly, we're never going to see Alex again. He's going to run out the back. He's going to run out the back. No, you can't. You have to do it. I have to take the quiz? You cracked it. Fuck. I didn't think about this part. What, are you nervous? Yeah, there's tell no how, way I know anything Tell me about how you're feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big moment for you. Yeah, it's I, a big come up. There's no way I'm going to be able to pass this. this. Should All I stand right, up, too? I know I'm not a part of this. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm a, I usually stand with you guys. Right. Okay, I'll sit down. Uh, great. Sit down. Uh, so you uh, cracked into the quiz. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Pete. Great. Pete, you're going to take the Cypher quiz. Uh, now, Cypher, as we know, as you uh, said from the passcode, is the best X-Men. Uh, what and an Cypher's power is that he can translate any language. So I have a quiz of facts about Cypher, mm-hmm. uh, but all of the questions are translated into other languages. Sure, sure. Uh, so here's the first one for okay. you. Ready? Yep. The first question of the Cypher quiz. Quel est le vrai nom de Cypher? I know the question. <laughs> is there multiple choice or no? No. Yeah, I did. I did. All right, chill. Well, this is Cypher. His his quiz was about the Punisher, who's like a nothing character. Can can, can you read it to me again, please? Uh, Sure. Quel est le vrai nom de Cypher? Can he ask me a question about Uh, this? I'll tell you what. You could phone one. Oh, Derek, do you know? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, you can whisper whisper into into your mic. What's his real name? What's his real name? Oh, I bet Pete doesn't know this either. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'm sorry. So that is oh. not correct. I'll, I'll tell you what. That is not the correct answer. Uh, somebody else will have a chance to take sorry, the guys. Cypher quiz. I hate Cypher. Oh. I Next hate week. him. And at the end of the Cypher quiz is potentially a physical challenge and then a, an amazing <laughs> prize. Like, is it a physical challenge like what Pete thinks is a physical challenge? <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that I Or is it this. something more like this? He- <laughs> you, just, you did a flip. That's how that that was amazing. amazing. How did you do that? Oh, what a flip that, that was! was I'm saying when you say God, physical uh, challenge, you guys listening to the podcast, I wish you could have seen that. Yeah. That was really That's amazing. Right. Only the audience yeah, could see the flip. They were uh, dumbfounded. My oh. claps. 
Yeah, the As pause we, after the flip was just everybody oh really trying to grasp well, how it had happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I landed it and yeah. did the extra yeah. turn. Guys, as we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to well, He's not going to do trivia? We're oh, you're going to do trivia, right? I'm completely <laughs> thrown by the fact that he guessed this basket. Honestly, uh, Alex, you should be shook by the fact that he <laughs> figured you out. <laughs> <laughs> my, he figured you out. My entire worldview is destroyed. <laughs> yes. Honestly, faster than anyone thought was <laughs> Truly. I thought there was zero way that he was going to get Of course. Of course <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. But he's in your fucking head. I got it, Pete. I don't know what I can give you for doing that, but that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. Okay. Oh, man. All right. Uh, yeah, you want to take... Sure, three? yeah. So uh, this is the part where we give back to you, the lovely <laughs> audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 20, 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. This, this you did a dance move instead of being first-hand up guy. The guy behind you had his uh, hand up. Uh, Are you not giving it to the dance move? Oh, man. But, wait, wait, wait. I will... I will... How about this? Okay. <laughs> In, wow, thank you for being so audio-focused. Yeah. Thank you. Only because it is now my mission for the next five months, because I am moving away, so I will no longer be able to do this. Oh, oh man. Every week, I will come and crush Pete. Crush, crush Pete? Crush Pete. Pete. What, what does that mean, mean by that? I, I don't know. It just sounded cool in my head. Like, you okay, have cool, a yeah. crush on him. <laughs> you, could, you could also try like to do the audience answer Skype, maybe. Yeah. Hey, 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 all right. We're good. Hey, We're good. Uh, that's uh, for those listening at home, we hugged. Uh, cool. So, uh, like you'll get it, but next week, man, I didn't know you were moving away. My bad. Weird. Uh, yeah, just got to be first hand up guy. All right, cool. Uh, so, today's trivia is on topical comic news. Uh, listen to the question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right. $25 yours. Okay. Uh, here we go. Question number one. On the 30th anniversary of Acts of, Ven- of Vengeance, Marvel is launching a series of annuals pitting heroes against villains they don't usually face. Who is facing off against the Punisher? Is it A, the Brood Queen, B, Super Scroll, or is it C, Laszlo Holyfeld? <laughs> oh, he already knows. <laughs> So it's either A, if you would like $25, or you could pick B or C. Is it A, the Brood Queen? That is correct. That's very well done. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Get excited. Uh, here we go. Question number two. Tom King is building towards what event that will kick off with Batman number 75? Is it A, Nightmares? That's Nightmares spelled with a K. Or is it B, City of Bane? Or is it C, I hate popcorn? So it's either A, or you could be pick B and be correct. I'm going to say City of Bane. City of Bane well, is the yeah. big thing that they're Great leading job. towards. Although I also s- know your feelings towards popcorn. So All right. Well, yeah, thank you. A yeah. whole other thing. I love me some popcorn. All right. Uh, this July, who is writing Wolverine versus Blade? Is it A, Mark Guggenheim, the Googs? Is it B, Jason Aaron? Or is it C, Val Kilmer? So it's either A, if you would actually like $25, or you could pick something else and not get the $25. Uh, 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 Is it 
the Gooks. It's the Gooks. It's That's the right. Gooks. It's the Gooks. Congratulations. $25 yours, the sir. The Gooks wins again. All right, guys. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you get a Midtown Comics because they were nice enough to sponsor the show. Sorry, guys. Uh, for those of you in the audience, I did a big backflip all the way into the booth back yeah. here. It was pretty sweet. You missed it during trivia. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to, Justin? Just- Justin? Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm, uh, which we've never done before. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I'm looking at you guys in the wrong direction, and I don't know what's going on. Pete, you want to go first? Yes, I do. I'm looking forward to War of Realms Punisher number one, as well as War of Realms uh, number two. But how does the Punisher hang when he's facing down all of the uh, gods from um, all across uh, the I'll tell you. I'll tell you how he does it. It's in the bullets. Okay. Wow, interesting. That sounds expected. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Justice League number 22. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which we, uh, we're going to talk about on our uh, the Stack podcast, which will be uh, put up tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, if Alex is here, he would say that, but he's gone uh, as yeah. usual. Yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I, can say, I say this on the other podcast, but it's sort of like a big mythological take on uh, the entire DC universe, like the Silmarillion of the DC universe. Very cool. It's interesting how they sum up all of the DC universe's history in one issue of Justice League. Yeah. It's pretty great. Uh, I'm looking forward to Little Bird number two is coming out from oh, Image yeah, Comics. Yeah. This is from uh, the same artist as House of Penance, which was one of my favorite books from the past year. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's about a little girl who travels through a post-apocalyptic wasteland to try to find a, um, a figure called the Axe who may be able to free them from oppression. Uh, it's great. Absolutely fantastic. It's funny, Alex, since you're not sitting on stage with us, it's like we're all sitting here imagining you <laughs> talking to us. Ooh, like, am I what would Alex think? Am I oh, taller? Really Wizard of Ozzy. <laughs> am yeah. I taller and muscly in your imagination? No. Probably also, you no. could have just said it's about a little girl. I mean, all that other stuff is really... That's what uh, Look, Pete's feeling like he can really give you notes now. <laughs> <laughs> He's really taking down your uh, review. Great. Derek... Plug your stuff. What should people check out? Yep. Um, well, actually, I have a book out tomorrow, so that works. Uh, Star Wars Adventures 21. Woohoo! Awesome. Yeah. It's by Kevin Scott and me, and it's about Yoda. It's very cool. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, we should also, uh, Kevin, do you know what was inside the secret uh, trivia? Oh, it was real genius. Real genius is correct. Real genius. Right. He knew it nice. right off Laszlo. Right, uh, Laszlo. That was from the third answers on Pete's trivia quiz. That's a couple right. of things before we go. We have a couple of other podcasts we do that you should guys should check out. Just a few. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we have a podcast called Riverdale After Dark that runs mm. out every Wednesday after the show. That's coming back after the hiatus this week. Also, we yeah. have a Cloak and Dagger podcast called Cloak and Jabber of course. Hey. that rolls out Thursday nights after that show. We have an American Gods podcast that's running a little late, to be We're honest. Little, been a little busy uh, But one. American Godcast, you can check that out in that feed, and a bunch more that you can check out at comicbookclublive.com. We just finished the Sabrina, uh, the chilling podcast of Sabrina as well. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comicbooklive. As mentioned, check us out at comicbookclublive.com. Also, you can support us at patreon.com slash comic 
Comic Book Club. Couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Derek for being on yeah. the show. Thank you. We want to thank Boother Madras. Boother Madras. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're here every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thanks for coming you. out.